Hey, welcome to... <laughs> hey, no hands on the mic, man. Brad hates it when I touch the mic. <laughs> Sometimes I can't help it. You'd think know. after five years, well, we'd have figured this in. out. Yeah. I think you just do it on purpose. I sometimes do. I do do it on purpose. <laughs> I like messing with Brad. Did I ever tell you I had that roommate where, uh, I'm sure I've talked about this before, I had a roommate where I... You used to touch your mic? No, but I would put stuff like on the edge of a table oh, yeah. like this, just barely hanging off and it would drive him insane and he would move it and then I'd like take another sip of water and, and set it like this until eventually he would be like, Jonah, like, please stop. Like, this is seriously, like, I'm going to lose my mind. But let me just but say that go, Jonah's setting his glass on the edge of the table so that part of it kind of hangs over a little bit. And it would be like, <laughs> and I, it was so funny and it would go on for so long. Like it was almost subconscious on his part. And right, then eventually right. he was like, dude, I can't relax. I was like, I'm sorry. It's just too funny to me. Uh, and guess what? Flash forward to me at 37. No roommates. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. Buddy. So no big deal. It took me about that long. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, just about. I've had no roommates since about 35, which is like, sounds, sounds very late in life. But for New York, like everyone just has roommates. Dude, it's, you can't help it. It's so yeah. fucking expensive. So expensive. I mean, like, yeah, if you're not, if you don't have experience with New York, we can't even, the, you wouldn't even, the numbers, you wouldn't even believe. If I told you what it would take you to get in with a place of your own, whether a studio, you just... If you're listening from fucking Ohio, you just would say that's a lie, but it's not a lie. Yeah, I have a friend, and yeah, who just moved here, and he was like, "One of my own, like where where should, I don't have a lot of money. Where should I go?" And it's like, dude, I don't know about some secret neighborhood. <laughs> like, it just doesn't exist. Like everything's, but like, I feel like maybe like 20 years ago, you could figure something out. You guys are in a nice area over here. Yeah, I love it. I mean, but this is like a. I don't even think you find something. Like, I mean, I'm sure you know. I, there's just nothing. Everyone's everyone's just too many people but it's i feel like it's kind of the same way about la i like la but it's just too many people it's a lot of too people. many cars too many people they're spread out a little bit more over there i want to go somewhere cool where i where it's just not where it's just less crowded but i can do whatever i want at any point See, the problem is in order to get your people enough of your people You've got to put a whole bunch of people together because your people are like this little tiny percentage. Right. So you have to have a bazillion people because otherwise, like here's a great example. I love Providence. It's a great town, right? I have some really good friends that live in Providence. It's real fun to go back and visit. I went to school there. And so I used to go back and visit a lot after I graduated, but like there was a lot of people that stayed because it's a great town, man. It's got like great clubs, great food, and it's so damn incestuous just because it's a tiny, it's a small yeah. city. It's a very small city. So you've got like, you know, there's three people that like have your particular right. taste well, dude, in also like, Whereas here there's dozens and dozens. Yeah. And you're, but I feel like it's different also if you're single. Like I feel like when I would try to date in Cleveland, like it would be like. Are you uh, doomed? Uh, like that girl's cool. She's like, yeah, she slept with like your friend like this guy this guy this guy this other guy you're in a band with this guy like and you're like oh yeah like i can't yeah when i say providence is incestuous i was yeah i meant partly that it's just, partly yeah that else. kind of stuff it's just uh <laughs> but then i feel like i just hang out with the same people anyway you yeah. know like but the options it's like this is the funny thing about new york everybody comes here for all the options and then they barely partake, but they just like to know they're out there. Yeah, exactly. We, we like to know that if we wanted to, we could go to a world-class museum, right? a world-class Polynesian restaurant, 
right. a world-class hooker. Right. You know. But I'm going to get stoned and fall asleep <laughs> watching like Grey's Anatomy or whatever. <laughs> that I could do something I could literally do anywhere for like one-tenth of the cost. Um, yeah, but you know what I do like in doing is sitting at home and enjoying a cool Neshaminy Creek beer. You do? <laughs> yes. It's we should it- go get one um, this weekend. <laughs> This weekend, oh my God, Sam, I am fans, rejoice. I think me and Brad are really going to do this, by the way. If we don't, we're in big trouble. We've been hyping these shows for a while. They're finally here. Uh, legendary Berkeley band, Sam, I am. They will be playing some shows in Jersey and Philly. This weekend, June 9th, they're playing in Garwood, New Jersey, Crossroads. Tickets at, available at Ticketfly.com. June 10th, this weekend, they're headlining. No. Not opening, <laughs> not playing during in the somewhere in the middle, not support, not main support. Sam Am are headlining the <laughs> Neshaminy Creek Brewery Company's five-year anniversary party with a free show June 10th in Croydon, Pennsylvania. Free show, beer, Sam I Am. It's incredulous. Oh, my God. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm got- trying to think of a Sam I Am beer pun, and it's just coming up sh- Really maybe short. maybe we'll go to the show this weekend and then you'll think of one. Yes, or we could just go see them in Europe in July. Um, so stay posted on all that stuff on their Facebook page as well at at Sam I Am Fancy. Uh, also, while we're while we're hyping stuff, shout out to Pulse Music where this is recorded. where this this episode was recorded. Not this intro that's a Brad's, but the actual podcast recorded. Pulse Music engineered by a wonderful wonderful person named Stephen Grywalski. Great dude. Um, so check out Pulse if you're looking to record at a sick studio in Manhattan. And I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, today on the podcast, we have a guy named Matt Goldich. Oh, yeah. uh, me and Steven worked with him together at Fuse. Uh, he has since moved on and become a writer for a show maybe you've heard of. It's called Late Night with Seth Meyers. Matt is also a very accomplished stand-up comedian. And he is the co-host of the podcast, Sorry, I've Been So Busy. Um, and I know we've been trying to get Matt in for a while. Um, he's a super funny dude, very talented, great writer. So yeah, let's get into it right now um, with Matt Goldich. It's going on track! I'm trying yeah. to think, because I, I listen to Gold Signs and I don't... No, it's, it's, okay. it's very... Uh, Throughout the host, Jonah is the is the a number one, and okay, come and on. then uh, I've been home with the children's for a while, and right. Benny is okay, our newest recruit. He's been nice. on probably way more than me now. Okay, and Brad has always been the one who makes it sound delicious. I just used to come on a lot, and then I just started hanging out too much. Nice. <laughs> I like yeah, it. I mean, they used to give out free fucking shoes. Yeah. We did and, you used know, to give out free shoes. That. Yeah, get some shoes. And yeah, now yeah. there's no shoes. No, I've been so I'm, we've I'm been actually try- thinking about not coming anymore. <laughs> we, we've been trying Sorry, to get Mr. Matt Goldich on for a while. Are we on air now? Oh, man. This how we roll. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Steven's been talking about getting on for literally, I think, five years. We, yeah. well, okay, well, we're both very hard to pin down because we both have small children, so sure. it's like, it's hard to figure out a time that works for both of us. And then, but I've been excited to come on because, so my my podcast co-host, Andrew Goldstein, yes. was on your podcast probably a couple of years ago. Yes. It was a so long time ago yeah. at this point. There's but, shoes uh, all over it um, Yeah, there this were shoes crazy. at the time. Brad, are you and, okay? Uh, I totally got shafted. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so many no, Jews. No, he said, he said Jews. Jews. I thought you meant, okay, well, then I'm out of here. No. Uh, no. Yeah, well, I know. We're Andrew Goldstein and Matt Goldstein, two guys. It gets Jewier than that, which is we became friends when we were camp counselors together. Oh, stop. So 
Uh, no way. Jewish yeah. camp? Same. Jew- what, of course. <laughs> I mean, as if what there is any NFL other kind. Camp. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I was the only fucking Jewish <laughs> kid at YMCA, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, this was... Uh, so... Um, yeah, we met when we were. I was like sixteen. He was seventeen. He was I the counselor. I was the junior counselor. Yeah, so we've been friends ever since. Followed very similar career. Where was paths. this camp? It was in the Poconos. Yeah, and uh, the Borscht Belt. Um, it <laughs> or the, or is may that well the Catskills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually shared a lake with the more orthodox Jewish camp. Like the ortho- <laughs> we were like the the uh, you know the conservative Jewish camp. Um, but uh, so uh, he was on your podcast, and Andrew and I are be- have been best friends for twenty years. We have everything in common all the same shared interests with one huge exception which is that he is a diehard wrestling fan and i have absolutely zero interest and no knowledge of wrestling i've never i watched wrestling once i went over to his apartment with a bunch of people and watched like a wrestlemania or something i've never I, I've j- it just for whatever reason I never got into it, and he actually he used to write for the WWE, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he like is super into it and still follows it. It's one of those things. It's a weird thing where like you don't have the job anymore, but he still is like he's like a wrestling pundit now. <laughs> yeah. So he always brings up wrestling references and things, and I I, I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> I, it's one of the, it's the worst part of our friendship. But your podcast was the only time I've ever heard him talk about wrestling in a way that I found interesting. Wow. Like he actually, I, re- I remember listening to it and I complimented him afterwards. I was like, that was the first time I've ever heard you talk about wrestling where I actually didn't want to turn it off. Cause normally he'll be like, I was on this like huge rest, like he'll be like, I was I'm on, on this massive wrestling podcast, you know, some like podcast that's like, you know, huge in the wrestling world. And I listen and after 30 seconds and I'm like, listen, I want to support you, man, but this is so boring to me. I have yeah. to turn it off. Yeah. It's like listening to like a foreign language that has, you know, I remember that one. I agree. We've yeah. only had two wrestling podcasts, him and Adam Vass, the basis in law dispute. No, Pete from fan. Less Than Jake was a he's a pretty big mark too. So Yeah, but, but he wasn't on the podcast. But Goldstein, the way he described his love of wrestling, it made me appreciate it more. Are you in, are you into wrestling? You're sort of I used it. to be. Yeah. I used to be. And then when I and I was I was home with the kids and kinda got back into it and they were around two and then all of a sudden I noticed them putting each other in headlocks. Yeah, that's apparently and, oh, and uh <laughs> that'll happen. wife put the kibosh on that in right. the background. So I've gone through phases. How old are your kids now? They will be six. Wow. It's bonkers. Yeah, and what's the usual now, sell so. on wrestling? It's the that that it's theater. Yeah. Because I know you're an actual sports fan. The thing that I bothers am, yes. me. Well, that bothers me about wrestling, but is my complete disinterest in wrestling is right. the fact that it's not real sport. Right. And I've been, I also have a good friend who's a diehard wrestling fan yeah. who can actually tell you the location and winner of any WrestleMania uh, ever. Right. It's pretty yeah, impressive. That's Goldstein. Actually. Um, and another Jew, Alex Levine. I don't know what's going on I here. I don't know. With Jews, this it's like crazy. a wish fulfillment thing or something. Yeah. <laughs> But, but he always sells it as, oh, no, 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 you got to see it as, like, the entertainment, the theater of it. Have you seen it live? That is this. And then I went to see it live. He almost sold me on it for a yeah. second. And then I went to see it live, and I'm like, this is the biggest crock of shit I've ever yes, seen. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Which it was is, even it is, way worse. It is have you gone? Did you go with Andrew? Like, you ever try to go to, like, an indie we match or anything? We went once. We never went to real wrestling. One time, uh, we went to see sumo wrestling in Ooh. Madison Square Garden. That was That's... very disappointing. Oh, it was, really? Well, you would think it's going to be, like, 400-pound Japanese guy and it's a lot of like 
220-pound Polish guys. Oh, like expats? Like, a lot, yeah. like a lot of, like, whoever they could, like, find on the street or sort of, like, you know. Um, and can't, then, can't get the high-quality sumo at yeah, the garden. No, you cannot. And then both my brothers actually wrestled in high school, like, the actual wrestling. And so I would go to their matches and also not have any idea what was going on, but at least it was not, didn't Did you try anything. it? Like, what did you? No, did never. You I'm the weakest weakling. I, I, I you know, I have two, two years of JV tennis was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. Um, but that was uh, anyway. I enjoyed him on your podcast. See, I, thought you, you. I thought you guys met as NBC Pages. I we that. were later NBC Pages at the same time. We crossed over. Yeah. What so, was that experience like? Um, awesome. It was like an extended year of college. I think the the program is way more professional now, from what I can tell from being in the building. But uh, was there a party element to the pages? There's a massive party element. <laughs> wow. It was like well, because first of all, you're in New York. There's like 50 of you. You're all like pretty much a year or two out of college. Mm. And I think the program was also smaller at the time. And I mean, I would go out like four or five nights a week. What, not, what, what year are we talking about? Uh, this is 2001. Uh, this was, I actually started in the page program two weeks before 9-11, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they shut they shut down the tours for a little while. And then they reopened them. Uh, they they reopened the tours, and then like a day after they re- finally reopened the tours, they were like, "New York is back." Uh, someone sent anthrax to uh, the <laughs> yeah. office, and they were like, "Okay, we're shutting down the tours again." <laughs> so that was kind of, kind of a weird time to start, but yeah. But it was, I mean, that may have also part of it why people were going out so much was it was a, a release. It was a stressful time, but all bit of like, the yeah. end of the world party kind of yeah, thing going that kind on. Of thing, yeah. But um, it and was uh, it was sex. really fun. What's that? Was there page sex? Yes, for page sure. Page drugs? Nope. Any on-site? Uh, no comment. No, I. Uh, <laughs> there may have been. There were definitely a lot of hookups within the program. It was a lot of hormones. You're spending a lot of time together. Yeah. And, you know, this yeah. was pre-Tinder and pre, you know, really pre-online it. dating. And you don't the have only to make way an excuse. to meet people was in person. Yeah. So. We, I have fish. to reiterate, this is a safe place. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why there's six dudes here and no women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, three, three, yeah. Well, four, four out of the six of us are all married. That's so, why we right. want to hear about sex. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, you wait. How do you know Goldstein? Did you work with him somewhere? I, I met him through. Uh, I met him through Joel. Oh, through Joel, who through we Joel, had worked with, our yeah. dear friend Joel Solomon. Joel, Joel and Solomon. I, yeah. Has he been on? No, Joel hasn't been on. He's out in he LA. Was, now, he's out so, in LA. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw Joel recently. He's working on an Adam Carolla thing, I think. Is he really? Yeah. Uh, he's just working, he was working on Bill Carolla Simmons' show. Uh, show. And then he, yeah. Uh, so Joel and I, we should say, we wrote for your the, the Sauce on Fuse. Yes. That you hosted, co-hosted for, uh, and I worked there for a year. And during that time, me and Joel were the only two writers. And we wrote an so hour. So did Steven tell your jokes? Steven uh, told my jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. cool. Uh, and he was, I mean, if you could call them jokes. But the... <laughs> The, it was the greatest training ever for a writer because we were there were two of us, mm-hmm. two writers, and we were writing an hour show every day. Every day. Wow. And there was no oversight. Like, it was like anything you put in the script would get on air. There was like no, <laughs> there, there was no, uh, no one like putting yeah. the kibosh on it. We did a lot of weird me stuff. And, yeah. Me and Matt, I don't know if you remember this, but remember when that girl Julia Allison came on? Maybe. She was like a real big, like, do you remember her? She was on the cover of Wired. She had this big internet presence. Right, yes. And we did something where, like, we had to hit on her with these, like... Yes. And, like, we each had to do, like, these <laughs> yes. really cheesy lines, and she had to, like, pick the one, and she was basically like, yeah, I don't like any of these. <laughs> um, That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> she was the girl. She, like, took... She uh, discovered My Chemical Romance or something. Was that I her? I think you're thinking Sarah Lewis. <clears throat> oh, okay. I'm thinking she- of different... 
So um, I know nothing about the world of music, but my knowledge of bands from 2007 is really pretty strong you know because um, you know, I can sing like multiple used songs and yeah. things like that because of, because of my year at Fuse. But I remember that. That was. Did you ever work on the sauce? Or no, only no. Steve. You were in the show. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Well, we did. I remember for the sauce we did. Matt and I are actually in a in a music video together. Thanksgiving it to you? Or? No, no, no. Christmas face. Oh yeah. No, I'm not in the Christmas. Yes, you are. Fist? I am. Fist. Yeah. Oh, fist. yeah. There's, <laughs> it's it's me. Well, Thanksgiving it to you is is Jared. That's Jared. That's your yeah, band yeah, yeah, Christmas right. fist. Yeah. <laughs> we this was like in the day. You know, we 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 had the right idea, which was like. You know, we we were the early sort of adopters of hey, we should try to go viral. We should try to make yeah. these like musical parody video. You know, they were pretty good. They're pretty high quality. We, we, they were high quality. You guys but were like, like the pre Lonely Island. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but better. Yeah. The trailblazers. <laughs> um, I but, remember. I'm I'm in. So I'm in Christmas faced. You're in Christmas faced. There was okay. a line where it's like. Uh, it's me rapping, so there's that. You rap. Oh, it's I, amazing. I rapped. Wow. And uh, they shot it in HD, but it was before YouTube could handle HD, so it's all pixelated. <laughs> but there's this line, something I can't remember, where it's like, um, it'll be Chinese and noodles with all my Jews and the camera... <laughs> Uh, pans and it's you and Joel yeah. just standing there with Chinese food. Is that still on YouTube? It's still I there. Find that. Brad, still how there. pro can you be? Can you actually cut the uh, podcast here and play a little clip of this? Is this possible? Uh, I'm sure. I'm Black putting Brad. You like how nice. you guys like how I'm putting Brad in the spot. Yeah. Someone was on the podcast recently. Was like Jonah. You know, all the time you're like, someone's like, "Hey, can you edit this out?" And you're like, "Yeah, we'll edit it out." <laughs> and it's like, it's just I don't even listen to it. Yeah. Does anyone? Ever- <laughs> Has anyone mentioned before that Brad has a real Thomas Hayden Church vibe? Oh my <laughs> oh, goodness! Wow. Oh my God! You're Benny's been wow. looking, Benny's I've been, been calling Dreyfus. I've been oh, going Dreyfus. Yeah. No, you look like I don't know if you've you watched do. any of Divorce, but some like miniature HBO, version. But you look. Yeah. He even has the mustache. Like yeah. Yeah. a really small version of like Thomas it. Hayden Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Um, <laughs> so why that guy's huge? We're going wine tasting after this. Absolutely. That's that's a movie where you're like I, I like my wife and I went to see that movie like it's like a date thing and then I'm like afterwards like that was a that was a bad choice it's a date movie sideways, sideways yeah. oh yeah I guess if wow. you're trying to yeah <laughs> but it ends okay when I was on when I was on Warp Tour. When I wanted to mess with kids, and I was so bored, I used to do the booth for Alternative Press, and we did the programs, and we'd have like a signing with like Fall Out Boy, and I'd go down the line and I'd ask like fourteen year old kids, I was like, "What do you think of Sideways?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I always thought it was funny, and they were always like, "What?" Yeah, like just to amuse myself. I had that problem. I mean, like when I was writing on that show for for when I was writing on the Sauce. I mean, I was twenty six. I was not like an old man, but my references were old man references. Yeah, yeah. Like I had no concept of like what music like teenagers were i would get excited like occasionally be like oh hey silver chair is coming on like i, I they were uh, they were probably when i was growing <laughs> up like, you know, or like uh, a know. good group good i remember group. squeeze came on the show that squeeze was a big did come on the show yeah. Yeah, um, yeah or just like stuff like that i was in there for that one i actually like them i know this band squeeze is good yeah. speaking of brad looking like Thomas Hayden Church and Sideways. The most insulting you look like I ever got was someone was like, "You look like that guy." Oh no, Paul Giamatti. You got a Giamatti. I got a Giamatti at a That's diner. Rough. Like I'm eating. I'm yeah. enjoying my meal. Someone walked up to you. No, at I was a diner? sitting with someone. Brought this girl 
who just out of nowhere was like, you look kind of look like, I was like, oh, the guy that plays a schlubby loser in every movie. Yeah. yeah. She'd be like, you look like uh, Tom Hanks, sweetheart. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been with Jonah when he got Malcolm Gladwell. I got Malcolm Gladwell. That, that's after. better. That at least better. is, I can yeah. see. Yeah. Wait, do you get Moby? You don't look ever? anything like. You've never no. gotten Moby? I don't get anything Allow anymore. me to be your first Moby. I get Sam <laughs> Elliott when I have my mustache. Why? Matt, could you talk a little bit about your current gig? Yeah. Sure. I work at Late Night with Seth Meyers. I've been there for almost three years now. Nice. Yeah. Maybe you listeners have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you've seen Matt on the TV. I've never seen it actually live on TV because, like I said, I have a two-year-old, so I'm always asleep at uh, 12. Actually, this is how sad my life is. So uh, on uh, New Year's Eve, we aired a new show at 10 p.m., uh, on New Year's, like before, you know, the NBC New Year's special. You didn't make and, it? And, no, it was the first time I'd ever seen our show live on television <laughs> was I was home at 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve. And I was like, let's throw on the show. Let's watch it, I guess. I, I have because I've never been up at tw- even times when I've been on air on the show. I'll be like, nope, see it on YouTube the next day. And you've got a, you got a, it's a strong sauce crew who works on that show. You got oh, Steve wait. Batista as the oh, stage that's manager. Right. You got yeah. Alex. Who wait was a minute. The, okay. I, re- I didn't know Steve. Steve worked on the sauce. Yes. I remember Alex. Alex was the was the, the AD. He was the AD, director. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I uh, I did not know that Steve worked on it. Steve that's was crazy. there too. Yes, yeah. I know Steve has worked with our with Andrew on things. That's so yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, Steve yeah. worked with Andrew at uh, Morning Buzz VH1. Yeah. That show. I saw that bit. you do you do mostly. Um, the monologue writing as I opposed do, to sketch writing? I, well, yeah, monologue focused, but I write other stuff as well. Yeah, everybody sort of does um, all the all team mono, team monologue. All write do other stuff as well. So, yeah. What's the um like like beginning of the day? Like, what's the creation process for how you know from idea to right to video? Well, we like, get how's someone that like will email us uh, like a list of sort of one line kind of. Uh, uh, you know, um, summaries of news stories. And then I'll, you know, we just sort of like, I mean, we tweak those or add those or come up with our own, but then generally it's like writing a punchline based off of that. So and submitting several rounds of that throughout the day and, you know, on a good day, getting a couple on, it's like, you know, it's a lot of, uh, it's, it's a writing a lot of material for, you know, um, and then selecting a very few. So you got you throw a lot of material at a. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's you know it's fun though. I enjoy it. And I'm how many of... people are doing what you're doing? Uh, about five or six, but there's like fourteen writers in total. So, wow. How yeah. conscious are you? I know this is a, sort of a big thing on SNL, like with Weekend Up, like update. They don't want to copy it, like have the same jokes as like any other late night shows. Yeah. I mean, and there's so many of them now. How conscious are you of like what everyone else is doing, or do you kind of just have to? It's one of those weird uh, things where now because of like Twitter and everybody making every joke already, you sort right. of have to – unless you actually saw – I, I mean I, I can't speak for other people. Unless I actually saw that like – and I rarely watch the other monologues, but I um, – just because so, I don't want them in my head. But I mean if I see on Twitter somebody made the exact same joke, I will – you know. but if it's like a similar thing, you know, you can't – you can't stay away from similar areas because there's just only so many areas. Right, know? right. Um, but I do, uh, you know, I'm not super conscious of it, but it's in the back of my mind, put it that way. But I, I can't speak for anybody else. Yeah. How do you like, I, I've met Seth Meyers a bunch of times. It's not really a big deal. Um, <laughs> NBD. <laughs> but uh, how do you like working with him? Because he seems like a very nice it's, guy. Yeah, I've always, like, I, I, I made this joke. I apologize on another podcast, but like, 
I've always said like, there's no like if I even if they were like, hey, don't talk about the show on the, on a podcast, I'd be like, are you worried that I'm gonna say that like um, it's really fun and everyone here is really nice, like because that's the truth. Like uh, there's uh, there is no dirt that I could possibly provide. It's literally just the best job I've ever had and a fun, really fun to go into work every day and everybody there is great and and nice and cool. Yeah, so so that means like, Seth I, that Myers the most, has the most. Dirt. I know, that is the most boring <laughs> answer. I, I apologize. Maybe I'm the dick in the office, and I have no idea. Wow, it's impossible that people that I'm. I mean, the one my, my wife knows the, the people who work there too, yeah. as well, and um, in the talent booking yeah. world, and it's cosine like the same thing. Yeah. Like it's it's commonly known like it's just yeah. a super cool, fun place to work, and it's awesome to hear. Yeah, and is he the like? How hands on is is he with like the final say of content? Very. I mean, he's a writer, so he's he's so all yeah, over that yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. but in a like you know in a good way. What's Not like the that. filtration process like before it gets to him? Like how many producers' hands does it go through before it gets? Well, there's to, like, a head sets? writer, there's producers, there's a series of people, but it's like it's definitely um, you know it's a good collaborative process. I like it because like there's a lot of like working by myself, but then also a lot of collaborating with other people. Yeah, which is cool. So where did the conservative character come from for you? <laughs> Oh yeah, so I played this conservative uh, perspective. It's really funny. Show. I <laughs> really I funny. will say, so it it was funny before the election, and then it got, oh. and then if we had tried to bring it back, I think it would have been a little sad. Um, but uh, yeah, I basically was like, I was just thinking how funny it would be if I. You know, because I think that most of what we do on the show comes from a certain perspective. And so I definitely had this idea of like, wouldn't it be funny if I just if I came on and I mean, in any other time, it would not be unreasonable for someone to come on and say, like, hey, let me present an opposite opinion to, you know, what I consider to be an unbalanced you know thing Mm. now. It's like crazy. It's like (laughs) it's like a crazy um, time that we live in where I think that, you know. The idea of someone being conservative has a lot of, uh, but it, it was really fun to do. I had a, a few of them, and then um, you know I had different. We would bring in, you know, the second one we brought in the um, somebody to be the progressive perspective who was to the left of Seth, and then we added the idiot's perspective. Th- that actually was a great one. I'm kind of glad it was the, the last one uh, <laughs> because uh, it was, you know. And then we tried to, you know, do more, but it just it never quite worked. But I was I was happy with with how it ended. Um, yeah. Way, way back when you and when you've known Goldstein forever, did you guys bond over stand up? Is that did you know then that was Definitely something you wanted comedy. to do? Definitely comedy. We both loved uh, SNL. We always loved comedy. Um, and uh, yeah, he doesn't do as much stand up anymore. He'll occasionally dabble in it, but we both did. In fact, I just drove by uh, the other day. Uh, I. I hadn't told him yet, but the Gin Mill, which was the first bar when I we first moved to New York, we used to run a comedy show there called Comedy Gold because both of our last names were Gold, Goldich, Goldstein, and we both did uh, stand up. And uh, like I remember, like John Murray was on that show, mm-hmm. like other people you know. But um, uh, it was uh, yeah, that was definitely one of the earliest thing we. And then he mostly gravitated towards like sketch and writing and producing, and then I sort of kept doing stand up more. And, uh, but he always like, like he's always performing. He he does like, um, like on shows where he's a producer, like he'll come on air and like do bits oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, this was the other thing I wanted to tell you before I forget. So I saw, I had no idea 
that Holly, who we you co-hosted the soft with, yes. sauce with, is married to Rob Hubel Rob now. Rob Hubel, yeah. And I didn't know that. And then I saw uh, uh, him at the show, and I was like, I had no idea you were married to Holly because they had a baby. And yeah. It was like, I, I, you know, there were like pictures. Joel was the one that told me, actually. Joel did. It was yeah. a different producer that we worked with on the yeah. sauce, Jenny Klein. Yeah. Who, because uh, she's, I guess she's the weather person at some... Right. TV yeah, she was in also Monica. in. Uh, she's been in a couple movies as a. She was in Nightcrawler as like a newscaster. Really, Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah. Know, I saw that. I, I didn't recognize her. That. I think that's her. Yeah, I've seen her in a couple things. Yeah, I want to know what um, happened to Marianella. She's, she's, that's before my time. She's still out doing yeah. stuff. So you she came is, in when it yeah. was Holly and uh, and then Jared. It was you and Holly, and then Jared joined on before he became um, a hit uh, songwriter, yeah. hit, hit maker. Which is Good heavens, still. Yeah. Cotter, check uh-huh. him out. And, sure. um, and yeah, but it was like a great team. And it was also a lot of people I ended up working with later. I worked with Jenny later in LA. It's a weird uh, six degrees of, of Rob Hubel because one of the other hosts on Fuse, Allison Becker, dated right. Rob for a long time. Yeah. So when I when someone first told me that he it was only like, dates people who were fused hosts, even him dated actually too. Which it was really yeah. it was really brief, but yeah. I just yeah. I just wanted to meet Keen Peel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that was yeah. Fuse was a really fun place to work um, at that time. Yeah, it was fun. I, I always like had a blast going into work. Plus, you're really close to Gyro Two, um, <laughs> yeah. which is a good gyro place uh, by Madison Square Garden. What was and, your go to there? Uh, um, the shawarma, big or? plate of whatever yeah shawarma yeah i think i was i'm I, at the time i'm trying to recall so i'm going on now this is so boring but i'm 11 years uh gluten-free believe it or not oh oh gee old Wait, we can't wow. is this, is this like a no. celiac situation real, it's not right? celiac i like to say i'm somewhere between celiac and faking it um so i uh generally i a big plate of meat is sort of like where i go to gotcha. you know, as opposed to like no gluten there yeah yeah um <laughs> But, um, what exactly is a gluten? Good question. I still don't know. It's the kind of thing where, like, if I was not gluten free, I would hate it. I would make fun of it. I would not want to know about it. I, I'm, I've, I've literally not been interested in learning anything about it, other than I have bad stomach problems my whole life. At the suggestion of my mom, I gave. I, I try. I had like tried everything. I was really sick for like a whole year. My mom was like, "Why don't you try giving up gluten?" So I just like looked up like what what has gluten in it. I stopped eating those things, and within like a week, I like my stomach problems like, huh. got much better. And Holy so I was crap. like, "That's it, I'm done." And I never, I haven't tried it since. It's possible that like it's psychosomatic, but I, it's possible that it's made up. But I've felt I felt like pretty fine for the last eleven years, and I'm just like I'm not. Roll Especially now it. that it's like so easy. You, yeah, like, literally right. every single restaurant you go into, Taco Bell, our favorite um, options point. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, really? Taco? Well, I don't know. I just threw that out there. Jonah, can you confirm or deny? <laughs> I can deny that. Okay, definitely. <laughs> We're apparently being sponsored by Taco <laughs> Bell this definitely week. Not so. We're trying Cockroach. to get sponsored. I mean, how, right? how, we'll take it. Uh, how sensitive are you? Because I, I dated someone with celiac disease. I got misdiagnosed with celiac disease. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't uh, know what it, what it I, was either. So I don't have celiac. So it's like that's the good thing. It's like if I accidentally because like soy have sauce a bite, or something, right? Well, soy sauce has so little in it that like they do make gluten free soy sauce. Right. I'll, I prefer to eat it, but if I eat accidentally something with a little bit of soy sauce, like I'll give you an example. The, so there's this butcher near us that we love that we go to all the time, and they make this chili that's really good. And I used to eat their chili like all the time, and then one day I looked in it, I looked at the ingredients, and I saw it had beer in it. And it not and it didn't mm. say what kind of beer, but I'm assuming it's not gluten free beer because most beers not. And so I uh, was like, 
I, w- I was like, well, I'm going to stop eating the chili now that I know it has beer in it. But also, like, it's not like I ate it. And, like, like celiac people have to, like, you know, it's they're serious. Other, like, they could really, they have to be super sensitive. Even, right. like, <laughs> stuff cooked on the same grill, which is, like, if I if I had to do that, like, that would be. So it's not like when a junkie relapses, it's, like, way yeah. worse the first time back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am also allergic to heroin, though, which is, yeah. Well, that's how good. Did you, how did you, you find, find out? out? Um, you know, I just, I mean, like, my mom was just like, why don't you give Is up this heroin? The and then, like, immediately, I just felt so much do, better. Do you, now I think we got to focus I'm, more on your time I'm, as a yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm sorry if this is really boring for you, but... No. So, working, you know, crazy hours, I'm sure... At Sesha, I mean, how do you deal with kind of eating at work? Do you just My bring hours your lunch? are not too bad. Really? We, well, here's the interesting thing. So, I eat, because I'm up at, like, uh, I would say 6.30 every day, because I have a... Uh, two-year-old we we we're big breakfast people at yeah, what guys. is it with 6 30 um is it every day for me too fucking 6 30 oh, really? yeah. do you have kids i have one yeah how old? and another one coming yeah hey. coming hey. i got a 16 monther that's right the time now. yeah oh you're gonna and have then, two under two yeah wow that's a that's a ballsy move good for you um, i figure i'm looking at yeah. it like it's Get like it. a 401k now yeah i'm just like paying in all in one shot um you know? my favorite <laughs> phrase when you find out someone is having a kid someone's some i can't remember who said it to me but it was an older person who went oh i got some lead in that pencil there you go <laughs> i can actually i said this joke to somebody today and it's funny and it's actually a point of pride for me that i never had to quit weed or coffee to do this yeah, and a lot of people there do. You go. I'm just saying. Okay, um, that's good. Uh, my favorite is the people who uh, <laughs> they have the one, and then they go, "Well, we'll have one more," and then they have twins. Have you ever had? Oh, you know, the, I yeah. did that backwards. So yeah, we so had twins. Go. who went, "Yeah, we're gonna stop." That's that there. You get it did you shot. tie up, Stephen? No, no. Are you no, willing no. to speak about this? No, no. My no. We talked about it. No, my wife has. Um, uh, she had uh, severe endometriosis. Oh, right. So, so we had to. We my children are GMOs. They were made in a lab. Mm. So, and it was a uh, it was a full on process. You so. guys could organic? always pull a huh? Are they organic? Completely organic. Are well, they no, gluten free? Seven, seven I eat your kids. <laughs> you can really, gonna get sick if I, I eat your kids. <laughs> you eat my kids? Shit, that's a good question. It's not they vegetarian. Come on, you got two. Yeah, um. no, they're not. They're not vegetarian though, because I wouldn't. That you know, they can choose later when they want to get older. Um, so to answer your question, yes. <laughs> sorry, I want to get back to this because this is does get semi interesting. I eat a lot of big breakfast, and then I have a feeling that some of my coworkers do not eat breakfast because our 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 day is such that um, around like twelve thirty one things do get a little busy. There's like a deadline coming up, and so. A lot of my coworkers will go get lunch at around like eleven thirty, which is like a super early time to get lunch. And I usually hang out as long as possible. But once, and because I've eaten breakfast, so I don't think I'm quite as hungry as them. But around like you know twelve oh five, twelve ten, you've been smelling food for so long mm-hmm. that you can't not eat. So luckily, the cafeteria, which is fine, it's like not great, but it's like perfectly fine and it's like one floor above us it's so easy to get to plus we get a discount so it's like i go there pretty much every day what are we talking they got like a pasta station they have or all a kinds sandwich? of stations i try to go to the salad bar as much as possible because not only because it's healthy but also because it's one of the few i usually get salad and some kind of meat or something like that and it, this is a nice building i got to assume you have more than like an iceberg option up there oh yeah that yeah. that is why the salad bar is good is they have a lot of good uh, uh lettuce options but 
So I have a coworker who uh, I'm going to shout him out. His name's Ian, and I sit next to him every day. And he is he's a young fellow. Um, he's in in his mid twenties, and uh, he um, he eats like it. He eats like a sing, like a he has a girlfriend, but he eats like a single guy in his mid twenties. Like one day uh, a while ago, I I don't he 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 finds things at the cafeteria that i'm just not aware exists like i have two or three like stations that i go to he comes back i swear to god from the cafeteria and this is like lunch on a work day with two corn dogs <laughs> and i'm just like who what are you, were you in a fair like what did you just so like and, and you know he puts away things in the middle of the day where like if i did that like i would be out like i could not continue working so i swear to god we were on hiatus last week we were off for the week and I had to post a picture on Instagram because the first day back, eleven fifteen in in the morning, he breaks out um that he brought from home uh chef a bowl, a paper bowl of, <laughs> of Chef Boyardee ravioli at eleven fifteen AM. And I was like, Why are you eating ravioli? And chef what's the He's explanation like, I'm hungry. What are you behind not just keeping it in the can to bring it to work? I know. He kept it in the can. No, he and then he heated it up in a Oh, in a I see. Okay, yeah. okay. So that was Monday. Today, Wednesday, <laughs> around eleven twenty five, he made an extra ten minutes Chef Boyardee spaghettios with meatballs that he then poured goldfish crackers on top of a little crunch. a crunchy element. Sure. <laughs> disgusting. I, Absolutely uh, disgusting. I, have <sighs> you tried Chef Boyardee as an adult? No. Yes. It's fucking it tastes like ketchup. Yeah, it's so all, sweet. I feel like it's it would have like salt. sugar in yeah, it too or so, something. It's all salt, dude. It's, it's so sweet. The ingredients in there are not. <laughs> He's not a real it. chef, probably. No, probably <laughs> not. And yeah. every can of Chef Boyardee yeah. is like 14 years old. <laughs> like that actually got prepared in the 90s and canned. <laughs> I, I and now will, you're eating I it. I will say, like, you know, I, 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 you know, Instagram, you know, obviously if you post like pictures of your kids, you tend to get a lot of likes. Never have I gotten as many comments as when I posted the uh, the pictures of Ian eating uh, ravioli and uh, spaghettios with meatballs. Like, the why are you is, so offended you know, by it? Though I mean, you don't have to eat it, right? It's I'm not offended. I'm just grossed out. It's super early. It's not, it's not. We make money, you know. Like you don't have to eat spaghettios, and like also like you like. It's weird to me. This is I think the fascinating part to have the foresight and the planning to bring your lunch to work and to choose to bring that. You know what I mean? Like usually people who bring their lunch to work are pretty like like I'm not diligent or or organized enough to Hence bring my lunch to work. Sure. You know? And he is he brought spaghettios. It's just such a strange thing. But you, think, you, think you, you could be you know? organized enough to bring your lunch to work if you all you had to do is grab I a can guess, of spaghetti. Do you true. think that makes it easy? Do you think he got this spaghetti and was like, "This is good, but what can I do to bring this over the top?" I know, right? <laughs> oh, goldfish. Yeah. Grab these. Do you think yeah. he's doing it for you? Well, do you think he's like, "I'm gonna"? Like, I'm gonna this point, but my, I do, I my the question point, yeah. is, what the fuck is he gonna eat when he comes home drunk off his ass? I know Saturday? salad. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> mixed greens oh, with balsamic Hormel chili. Yeah, the meatballs in the can is really where it's like. Yeah, Vienna sausages are rough. What's the worst canned meat? Spam, 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 spam burger is pretty all, dope, though. Honestly, yeah, that doesn't yeah. seem that seems like that should <laughs> yeah, definitely need to be refrigerated. Have you had a spam meat? burger? No. Like a proper grilled spam I don't burger? Think so. It's all right. And I become yeah. a pretty uh, adventurous eater in some in some ways. I become more adventurous since I went gluten free, like because I've had to be less selective about other stuff. Like I used to be really weirded out by like sausage and like. Uh, certain like types of meat that now like I I'll eat them because if I can that's 
who knows when the next time I'll get another meal is. So. That's true. How about booze and gluten? Like, like I'm not a big drinker, but like... A, I can drink any liquor, any wine, uh, and then gluten-free beer. Gluten-free so beer. You don't Because I remember some people are like, you can only drink like potato vodka. Or yeah, like, that... It's it, distilled. Yeah, and- that is... Um, uh, I, I don't know what the... Like, I, I've heard mixed things on that. I think it's like... When I got misdiagnosed, yeah. this was the first thing I researched. I right, was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I drink pretty much all liquor. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I mostly drink bourbon or whiskey, but Are, are I, there any gluten-free beers you like? Or? There are a bunch, actually. Yeah. And one of the really lucky things is I live near this supermarket, this random supermarket in my neighborhood. And you live in Harlem, right? I live in Harlem that has, you this guy did his research, um, that he uh, <laughs> that has a whole floor devoted to beer uh, on the top floor. It's called Best Market. And within that floor... It's like, you know, all these craft beers, but then that floor, they have a whole shelf that's all like 15, 20 different kinds of gluten-free beer. Wow. Yeah. wow. And I always Impressive. get, there's, there's different kinds. The, the uh, <laughs> I always get this one called Glutenberg, but the only, they have like four <laughs> different kinds of gluten. The only reason I get it is because it comes in cans and it's easier to carry home. Sure. It's not like, I, it's like, why would I act like purposely choose to carry bottles home when I can choose cans? What's your, I'm, how do you feel about uh, ciders? Cider, good question. Um, <laughs> this is, no, this is true. Um, I like a dry cider. I do not okay. like, yeah. a, like a sweet cider. It's a headache, right? Um, yeah, yeah sweet. pretty sweetened. A lot of sugar, added sugar, but a, a, a good uh, dry cider is nice. Yeah, Matt, I got a theory to run by you. Okay. So I saw... I don't know where it was posted. Maybe a Twitter or something like that. They said you're a sports fan for some reason. Yes. I have a theory. Yeah. About Jews and sports. Okay. And I know it's my personal experience. I'm a big sports fan as well. And I've always been involved in things that I wasn't supposed to be into sports. Right. Alternative people, music, like where I was actually shunned for liking sports a lot of times. But I'm very into the statistical element of sports. Yeah. Which actually leads to my theory. Now, I know a lot of Jews. Mm -hmm. I was raised by them. Because I'm a Jew. And, uh... Thanks. I find that, um... The over-analytical nature of Jews, the idea that, like, you know, what do they say when there's four... Four Jews in a room, there's six opinions? Or something like that? Right. (laughs) And that's the old joke, and how... It's it's You can take every situation and manipulate it in your head where everything has gray area, right? Like, it's very hard to not over-intellectualize and make things tricky. Right. It's just the natural element of it. And sports, to me, especially statistics, is a safe place. Right. It's like black and white, winners and losers. Yeah. Kind of this clear mathematical thing that goes on. And it actually, after all these years, I do think I find like, comfort in oh, that for sure is yeah. this i mean when is this I, theory hold water yeah i mean there's a well first of all yes for sure comfort in sports it's the re it, the, here are the reasons that i a it's a way to make conversation with any or many males including some who i don't necessarily have a lot in common for with. sure like if i yeah. go to a uh at a function where like my wife's friend's boyfriend is like some like kind of like you know whatever you know, we can talk about sports, even if I don't necessarily like, you know, have anything else in common. You could say dumb jock. I do find it comforting. It is my go-to like on TV when I get home and I just want to not think or veg out. I do like when I was, when my, right after my kid was born, 
Um, I was like in charge, like the way the schedule worked out was like at this, this one bottle feeding at like three or four in the morning, <laughs> I was in charge of, I would let my wife sleep through that one. And I, had I, I had that too. And you know, I, I, I did all I tried, of them. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. With twins. Um, <laughs> when, well, they were because of the lab thing, you could actually breastfeed them, right? Completely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Completely. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, um, I, uh, so, but I tried like the first like two nights of that to like be like, oh, I'm going to get caught up on like uh, my show, you mm-hmm. know, and, it'd be, and then you realize like by the time like you're trying to feed a kid and burp and like, you know, you're like, no, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, Sports Center, that's the only thing that I can have on in the background where I'm like, you know, doesn't require my full attention. There's definitely some of that. And then as far as the like Jewish nerdy, there's definitely like a nerdy element to like following it, to, yeah. which is what I was always like memorizing, knowing about it, the trivia. I mean, like people don't realize that they think sports people are like, you know, dumb jocks or whatever. And there's, yeah. really, I mean, it, it's like anything else. Even, where it's like, even Noah Chomsky funny, said ben, that ben he said like, that call a lot of people like to call Americans <clears throat> yeah. stupid. And he said to listen to sports talk radio for a day. And to listen to the amount of retention yeah. that these people have, it's Dude. just what they choose to use it on. Yeah, no, yeah. and I and that, and the reason I put that in my Twitter bio, like sports fan, for some dumb reason, is because I I am apologetic about it in some ways. Like I like I don't you know, and it's more a, uh, also a way of letting people know. Like it's funny, I used to tweet a lot more about sports, um, and then. Now with the way the world is going, I tend not. I tend to. Mo- it tends to be more about politics sometimes or self promotion. But I, uh, um, it is funny that like I put that in there because like you know I didn't want people to be like, hey, this guy's funny. Like I like his jokes, and then all of a sudden, like you know, I'm like tweeting about some random like Rams Bengals game, like <laughs> something, and they're like, "Why? Why did I follow this person?" You know. Was that a bone of contention growing up with uh, your best friend uh, being a fan of sports entertainment? Oh, he's, 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 he's a sports guy. No, too, wrestling though. is not a sport. Absolutely not. But uh, yeah, no, goal sign's a big. And we were both from Phillies. So we're both fans of all the Philly sports teams. So Where in Philly from? I grew up in a uh, town called Lafayette Hill. Okay, your your wife's from Philly. Right? Yeah, she's from Feasterville. Okay, because because like, I, I was saying when yeah. she. She and I was telling Ben the story when she and Goldstein first met. We were uh, it was at uh, Joel's wedding, and they had like a Philly off for a good three hours yeah. to see who could. Oh yeah, they're like like, hey, yeah, hun, going right. down, yeah, get a hoagie, yeah, <laughs> and, and the whole thing. And I was sitting, there, I was like, well, I don't know what language you're speaking, Scrabble, but, but the right? word Scrabble, Jesus Christ, but the the word is water, yeah, not water. Yeah. I, I tend oh, yeah. to, I, I'm one of those fakers where like I I don't really have a Philly accent, but then if I go back home, it sort of comes back. <laughs> really? where I'm like, but uh, Stephen, you sort of have this like perfect random non-regional diction going on. <laughs> Like, we can't was, all have that, yeah. you know? It's, it's the transatlantic uh, yeah. accent. I was born with it. I, I have a sports question for you guys. I was listening to a Ooh. podcast today. Uh, Bill Burr and Jim Norton was sure. on, and they were talking about sports, and Bill Burr was saying he doesn't like watching SportsCenter anymore because he thinks they talk about so much, like, gossip yes. and stuff not related. He's like, I just want to hear about the game. No, he won't watch. Is that true? That's true. It's I never watch true. SportsCenter. The only time I watch it is at the gym or like with the sound off or uh, like I said, like in the middle of the night when I can't okay. handle anything Because growing else. up, yeah. I would watch it and it was just kind of highlights. Yeah. The, now, if you want to watch that, even ESPN News, though, sometimes doesn't even have the highlights. But it's but like... that's you know. Is that just... I mean, because literally back in the day, I mean, you would 
once you turned off the TV or if a game wasn't even on or something, you didn't even know who won until the following morning yeah. when you could either wait for it on sports yeah. center or get the These newspaper today, or something i mean in a way like well as far as like highlights and stuff yeah. go the highlights are oh, yeah. happening as they happen yeah. on twitter That's and on your phone and stuff. That, like yeah. they still air the olympics on tape delay and stuff like that <laughs> right. where it's like they're like holding on to this world from like 1998 i mean espn's gonna die soon you i think? mean yeah i mean well, like they've the- had this scam with cable providers for years where you were forced to pay for ESPN. Well, the reason and they're not content. is because of the live events and the actual mm. games themselves. It's filling up the rest of the hours that is the challenge, but the live events themselves are so valuable now because they're the one thing you can't you can't watch. Like big games and award shows are the only things that you can't. It's not like you can be like, well, I'll keep it on the DVR. I'll get caught up later. It's like that's if you true. miss it, there's no point in watching it because, and that's why they're so you know. And I do think like it's interesting. Like sports, in some ways, the NFL is like. It seems to be going down a little bit in ratings, but yeah. some of these like bigger events, like people who aren't even necessarily sports fans are like sort of gravitating because I think they're like people are looking for like a shared experience almost, but like like we have no connection with like other people anymore. But like knowing that all these people around the world are watching this, like, you know. And this last year has been crazy with like, you know, the Super Bowl obviously was like a crazy comeback. The Oscars had this crazy ending. <laughs> the the Cubs were down three one and they won the World Series. The Cavaliers were down three uh, mm-hmm. one and they won the mm-hmm. uh, uh, NBA. Villanova won the last year the championship on a buzzer beater. Dude, that's like and my then, wife's whole family it, the Villanova thing, and it, I can't. Yeah. What do you think? Is this? Yeah. Uh, are we talking fixing? Well, I don't know either that <laughs> or I mean, like someone had the article that like. I mean, if you want to throw Trump in there, I guess. But someone, did you see that article that said we're living in a computer simulation? Like the Oscars, uh, and like the ending of the Oscars proves that we're living in a computer simulation. I did not see no, that. No, but I've read a lot about simulation yeah. theory. So I'm yeah, curious, yeah. What, how, what was the argument I, about the Oscars? Basically saying that, like, you know, someone is just fucking with the controls, you know, yeah. from the, you know, that, like, that none of this stuff would be, this stuff is all, it has to be fake. A lot of blue Everything pill. Is happening. Yeah, exactly. The blue pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, um, the multiverse theory, I mean, that's kind yeah. of. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, by what you just said, where you're completely bullshitting, you know more about it than me. So. Multiverse, no. I think is essentially like everything, like this is happening in multiple universes in different ways. Like any possibility of anything happening is like happening in like an alternate version of the universe. Simultaneously, but on yeah. a different frequency. That, at yeah. least that's how they said it in comics yeah. years ago. I hope like, I have a six pack of abs somewhere. Yeah. They're There's just like this great maybe. body in one of them. You, you know? do. Well, the sports thing infinite. with you guys impresses me because I have a number of friends who, like, uh, Danny Gould has this joke where it's like everybody's got their football. You know, like, I, I love comics and things and, and TV, but I don't watch sports. But, like, you know, you you know, you're a comedian, you know a whole lot about comedy, and then you got this sports thing, which it, it cracks me up. My wife has her, and to turn off her brain, she'll watch television programming for old people like ncis anything with chicago in it you know yeah old csi awesome. and like and it those chicago <laughs> ones are impressive i mean they tie them all in together <laughs> it's pretty cool i love that that she was that, that that's that's uh, her brain turn yeah, off thing because it's at so least funny. it's not like like botched or yeah. bravo or something like that for me to stay sane. my wife you know? just netflixed the entirety of house then the entirety yeah. of Grey's Anatomy back to back. Yeah. Whoa. I don't even know. And both of them have literally like 47 seasons. Yeah. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> my new, my, powered my new, through. My new go to, it's this guy that's on Netflix. Uh, 
Fuck, what's it? Border Patrol? I think I've talked about it on here before. Yes, <laughs> you have. It's just a reality show about the TSA. People going through, there's Canada, Australia, US, people going through customs, I'm getting packages, looking for drugs. And I just came in on an international flight and I kind of wanted them to like, I was like, are they going to like test me? Do I get to, and they were like, yeah, go. Yeah. Heard they can look at our phones now. In Canada, they definitely can. And I read an article about a guy who was like, they were like, give us your passcode. And he was like, no. And he like went to jail. Yeah, like, they just kept Yeah, they them, can right? go through your phone. Yeah. You have to give them the yeah, code. Yeah, they go through all really? your text messages. Yeah. yeah. It's been happening increasingly. There yeah. was more instances of this in February than there was in the year previous. And it's, it's so amazing. check your phone, people, buy the watch, People will be coming in, the they'll phone. be like, we think you're coming to Canada to work. And they're like, no, we're not. And then they'll be like, well, here's this email where it says I'm coming to work. And then, yeah. Let me just get this straight. If I'm a U.S. citizen returning from Montreal for the weekend, they can go through my phone. I don't know. Yeah. Benny says yes. I know that if you're trying to enter Canada, they can definitely do it. I don't know about the U.S., but it wouldn't surprise me. I just read an article about it, yeah. So it must be true. Mm. Wow. That's true. Could it was be. on Breitbart. It was on InfoWars. <laughs> yeah. Is that cool? The least Breitbart of the world. Yeah. Listen, um, let's not get into that. <laughs> it's got to be hard to keep up. To, to have to keep up, you know, because it's sad to look at yes, sometimes. Yes. But it's, yeah, you can't kind of tune out, It seems out, to have slowed down a little bit, the news cycle, which almost is scary in and of itself because you're like, am, have I, am I just getting numb? To yeah, like, are people getting like, used to it? Yeah, which yeah. is kind of a bummer. So, um, you know, but... Uh, do, you have, do you have like a regiment where you read like all these papers and magazines every day? I or? try to read the failing New York Times. Okay. It's and, a shame about uh, them. I hope they hold yeah, true. Yeah, I know, right, yeah. And um, Twitter, I mean, a lot of like just links on Twitter. Gotcha. People, yeah, but, um, and, uh, eh, so... I'd like to uh, personally thank you for absolving me and Jonah for not deleting our Uber apps on our phones. Oh! I heard in an interview I- that you talking about the fact that you find all these people... To be moderately disgusting at some point. Peter well, Thiel was an investor hard. in yeah, Lyft. Just, I mean, and, other people have made this And I'm point, like, oh, but it's just very, Now it's I really just very have to delete it. To, uh, to keep up with everything you're supposed to. So what was the doing. point you made that, that just yeah. essentially all of these companies have something you could yeah, find I reprehensible? Yeah, like you're going to use a different app on your iPhone that was made God knows where by God knows who. And I mean, look, I'm not, I don't mean to like criticize. If people want to delete Uber, they should. There's a, there's, you know. But um, off their iPhone that was made by yeah. someone in a place that had a suicide net. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but is the end to this line of thinking just nihilism? Um, where it's like, ah, it's all fucked, whatever. Yeah. Right. No, that is a weird thing. Where it's <laughs> yeah, like, Jonah's you know, like, uh, yeah. yeah. There's your there's your band name. Yeah. It's all fucked, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. That's they're playing on the second stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you so much to Matt Goldich for coming by. You can check him out on Twitter at Matt Goldich. Um, Gold. Goldich. Check him out. Watch Late Night with Seth Meyers. You might see him pop up there. I'm sure you'll hear some of his writing. And check out his stand-up. I know he just recorded um, a new special at The Stand. Great club. Have you been there, Brad? I have not. It's great. And he's a co-host of the podcast, Sorry I've Been So Busy, so check out that. If you want to support this podcast, you can go on our website, donate. You can also donate via Venmo, um, at Off Track, the money will go to Brad Worrell. Uh, He owes a bunch of money to this Nigerian king, and so that money will go to support that. And also, Brad says it will somehow help our server costs. I don't really know what a server is. That's the thing that holds all the podcasts. It's the person that brings you drinks. Is when you're. Let me ask you a question. Is a server? Is it like? Is it like a mainframe? Like where is it? 
So is it in a cloud? One or is of it the like reasons physical... that one of the reasons that we pay the big bucks is because servers essentially a hard drive, right? Because you have to have files hosted somewhere, whether it's like your freaking email. So, so the fi- the podcast files that people are listening to, we could put it, I could put them up on a, I could put them on a server in my house. But if you know, if all the millions of people that download this podcast, <laughs> Brad's all, trying to be if modest. They, if they all tried to download them at once, it would like really it would choke. So we use a service Rackspace. I don't know why I'm going to hype them, but they they have they scatter literally throughout the world. So they have these hard drives that are scattered all over the world and with copies of our podcast on them. Okay, I see. So that like no matter where you are, you're not you're not very far from the actual like drive that has it on them. I see. So, which is, you know, if, if, even if you used a big commercial company, a hosting company, if they only had like one location, everybody would be trying to suck the files from that one location. I see. Yeah. So here's the deal. Servers cost money. Rackspace isn't doing this for free. No, they're it's not. It's not a nonprofit. They're not tax exempt. <laughs> and so if you want to support this podcast, please donate. Um, or you can advertise. Uh, if you have a cool band that has shows coming up. Let us know. Yeah. Do we know about any bands like that? We do. Where are we going this weekend? This weekend, we are going to go see Sam Am. We've been talking about this for months. It's finally here. It's finally summer. Uh, June 9th, Garwood, New Jersey, Crossroads, Ticketsville, Ticketfly. We're not going to go to that. June 10th, I think we're going to go see them headline. Yes, headline. <laughs> the Neshaminy Creek Brewery Company's five-year anniversary party with the free show, June 10th, Croydon, PA. It's free. Me and Brad are going to be there, getting drunk. Singing along to all the Sam M hits. She found you, capsized. Uh, oh, man. Sunshine. So many great songs. And they're also going to be in Europe in July. If you're out in Europe, check out their Facebook page for all the dates. At Sam I Am Fancy. I can't wait to enjoy a cool Nishami Creek brewery beer as I watch Sergi <laughs> play guitar. We better get some free beer. We're not getting... We're not getting- I just like saying. I just like saying Nishamity Creek. Hey, yeah, hey Nishamity Creek. If you want to send us some free beer, yeah. we will drink it on air and we will talk about it some more. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you want to advertise with us seriously, uh, please. Uh, I'm very easy to find. At my name is Jonah. My email's out there. Brad's at Soundwag. Uh, if you have something cool that makes sense for the podcast, we would love to help promote it. Um, you know, it does not have to be. Uh, you know, just. I'm just putting it out there because of the server thing. That's what I'm saying. Server. Server. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Stephen Grawalski and Pulse Music. Thank you so much to Matt Goldich. Thanks, everyone, for coming by. We have some really, really amazing podcasts coming out later this month. Some some really big, big names in comedy um, and music. So, definitely uh, subscribe via iTunes and make sure you get all of these podcasts on Wednesday when they come out. And we'll be back next week with a, a pretty, pretty exciting one, I believe. So, till then. Bye.